Welcome to our weekly energy update with Investec Head of Commodities, Callum McPherson. Good morning, Callum. Good morning. The International Energy Agency published its latest monthly report last week. It warned about the risk of price spikes tipping the global economy into recession. Can you talk us through that? Yes, certainly. Well, the International Energy Agency, let's call it the IEA for short, um, has made a number of revisions uh, in its latest report versus the previous one. So it's revised demand uh, for next year down by about half a million barrels per day to uh, a bit over 101 million barrels per day of total demand. Um, it's also revised down its, its non-OPEC um, supply estimate, and that includes the part of OPEC plus that is not OPEC, and that's lower by about 200,000 barrels per day. And, and really, the difference between those numbers means that the, the amount that the IEA estimates that OPEC, so not OPEC plus, but OPEC will need to produce to balance the market, uh, falls by about 300,000 barrels per day to uh, just under 30 million barrels per day. And that compares to the IEA's estimate of September output of, of about that same number, so just under 30 million barrels per day. So, However, of course, OPEC Plus has announced um, uh, cuts to supply that will take effect from, from November. And uh, while it's highly unlikely that anything like the 2 million barrels per day cut in the headline limits, which is what was announced, will feed through into actual production because most OPEC Plus members are behind their limits, we can be reasonably confident that Saudi Arabia and the UAE, who are in OPEC as well as OPEC Plus, that their cuts will will follow through and they amount to about 700,000 barrels per day. Um, And that would reduce OPEC outputs closer to 29 million barrels per day and suggesting we could see a deficit of something like half a million barrels barrels per day next year. And, And that would happen at a time of low inventories. So inventories are below the five-year average. And consequently, the IEA is, is making this warning about possible price spikes. So if you have a deficit in an environment where inventories are low anyway, then that's when you have the, the risks of spikes, particularly if anything else goes wrong. Um, and indeed, it's worth noting that commercial inventories would be lower already than they are now, were it not for the release of strategic reserves from the US and, and other countries over the summer. I think one other thing that's also worth noting about what the IEA has, has said is, is they're talking about high oil prices in combination with other challenges that are ongoing could tip the world economy into recession, rather than they're saying that a global recession or slowdown will happen anyway, and that leads to lower demand and, and lower oil prices. They're essentially seeing a, a situation in, in which demand remains relatively high, and it's actually that, that corresponding high prices which leads to the recession rather than the other way around. Is there any chance that Iran could fill this gap? Well, in theory, yes. Um, but I think the return of Iranian crude is, is looking un- pretty unlikely again. Uh, not long ago, it, lo- it looked pretty promising that a deal would be reached, uh, but then R- Iran insisted on having some sort of guarantee that uh, some future U.S. administration would not change its mind and pull out of the deal again. It's very hard, really, for, to find a mechanism that's going to guarantee that to, to bind a future U.S. president. Uh, things sort of went on hold at that point anyway, but then since then, w- there have been a couple of things which have made it uh, even more unlikely th- for a deal to be reached. I mean, one has been the killing of uh, uh, Masha uh, Amini by the morality police in, in Iran and, and the, the suppression of of protests about that and, and further deaths that have occurred in the, in the process. And on top of that, Iran has been supplying drones um, to Russia, which are being used against the 
Ukraine, particularly in the recent attacks that are seem to be pretty indiscriminate in their nature. So I think both of those things make it even more unlikely that uh, there could be a deal with Iran. And what does all of this mean for oil prices? Well, the post-OPEC plus uh, meeting high in Brent was uh, just under $99 per barrel. Um, but the market has fallen back since then. I mean, we have seen lows cl- closer to the, to, the, to the low 90s. Uh, but still, the market's still not far away from the 50-day moving average. So from a technical point of view, from here, Brent could still easily rally back higher, move through $100 per barrel, which would break the downtrend that Brent has been in for some um, little while now. That rally is still potentially very much on the cards. Um, however, there's one thing we, we, we should say, and that's uh, that perhaps... There, there is in reality a stronger correction to demand than what the IEA has proposed in their latest report. And particularly just looking at the reports around uh, the pitch that, that President Xi of China is making for his third term in office, he very clearly recommitted to the zero COVID approach. He called it um, the, the people's war to stop the spread of the virus. Um, so that's one area in particular where we have the risk of uh, demand surprising on the downside, and particularly if we have lockdowns and so on going through the winter. So the risk of uh, d- demand disappointing on the downside is, is st- certainly still there. Thank you, Callum. We'll chat again next week. Thank you very much, Len. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Investec's Weekly Energy Update with Callum McPherson. If you'd like to discuss any of the contents of the podcast, drop Callum an email on callum.mcpherson at investec.co.uk or visit investec.com forward slash commodities. Until next time, thank you.